Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast. I hope you're good heading into the weekend. Sunshine here in Cheltenham today. Not many clouds in the sky. It's all beautiful winter's day and a lot of vitamin D on show here. So hopefully uh, get a chance to get outside again. I've been for a jog this morning, so feeling pretty good. I hope you are too. Quick bonus uh, edition of the podcast. Thank you to Mark Halliwell, local journalist extraordinaire, who will be commentating on Cheltenham Town FC, my local club, in the fourth tier of English football of League Two. In the oldest cup competition, they're taking on mighty Manchester City, six times FA Cup winners, recent Premier League winners in 2019, on form, on fire, favourites for the Premier League title, and they come to little old Wadden Road this weekend. So we'll get to Mark Halliwell in just a second. Thank you to my sponsors, who are very much a central to the Cheltenham scene as well. Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Jason Briggs and his team, wonderful Bang Olufsen equipment on their social media, particularly the Instagram, BO Cheltenham and BO Cheltenham on Twitter as well. Also, through that company, Serene AV can source and offer bespoke solutions around non Bang Olufsen equipment if it's a different type of uh, big screen that you want for your home cinema, whatever it may be, or something more modest, certainly be able to uh, give you a good plan, a good quote, good uh, counsel to head uh, to Bangalore and Cheltenham website if you want to look at Serene AV's bespoke service for that as well, the contact numbers, etc. there with the Courtyard Store closed at the moment. And if you're looking to optimize your immunity at the moment, there is some vitamin D out there on offer with the sunshine today, but it's generally a pretty dark and dreary time of the year in the UK, short days, and I try and supplement with a strong supplement that has vitamin D3 in it, vitamin D3, you may call it wherever you are in the world, but it's in my Immune Complete 2, which I get from Cytoplan amongst a raft of other supplements that they have on offer, food-based supplement company that my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has been working with for, for many years, still pay for our supplements at a discounted rate. Uh, we believe in them firmly. And uh, you can get a discount as well if you use our code. If you head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, the discount code is Draper10R, D-R-A-P-E-R. The number's one zero and the capital letter R. So it's capital letters Draper10, capital letter R at the end. 30% off up front, I believe, then 10% thereafter. And uh, wish you the best of luck with your health and everything at the moment, right? If you're a Cheltenham Town fan, you'll be interested to hear that Mark Halliwell, who's been covering the team for decades, commentating for BBC Gloucestershire this coming weekend, 5.30 kickoff, Saturday, January the 23rd. That's UK time, of course. In the evening, it is Cheltenham Town against Manchester City, the form team in all the land, uh, headed by Pep Guardiola, their star-studded head coach, of course, former Barcelona and Spain international one of the most successful managers of all time, tackling Michael Duff in his uh, first managerial job at Cheltenham, local legend. It's going to be a fascinating one. And here is uh, the man who's going to commentate on it then, um, the one and only Mark Halliwell. Go. Mark Halliwell, great to speak to you. How are you? you? You excited about the coming weekend? Mixed emotions without the fans? What's your, your take on it? Yeah, mixed emotions without the fans, but yeah, still a, an exciting occasion for the, uh, for the club, still... You know, I think you think about it, this is probably the the biggest, most high profile game mm. uh, that the club's had. If you think about it, I know they've played, we've played Tottenham, we've played Everton, we've played Newcastle. But I think 
you know, this is the informed team in the country, isn't it? You know, yeah. they're absolutely flying at the moment. And I think if you, you look at it, it's probably the, the most, the, the highest profile game that, that the club's had. And it's a massive shame that we mm. can't have the fans in there because, you know, it's the old cliche, isn't it? You could probably sell this game out three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, can you, you could just sort of imagine, can't you, when, you, when you'd let your mind wander about what the atmosphere could be like, because the capacity is, what, six or 7,000? That would be filled to the rafters, and I guess yeah, all, over, yeah. all over the town we'd be hearing the noise, wouldn't we? Because you can oh, hear yeah. even now, so, you know, when they had those fans in for a little bit, I heard them from Wadden Road the other month. Mm. Yeah, you, you'd be, you, you know, 7,000, 7, you know, 7,100, something like that. It would be absolutely rammed, and, uh, you know, be the hottest ticket in town as they say and you'd be uh, you know it'd be so much excitement. I think it's still quite a lot of excitement about it but it's muted a bit by the mm. fact that you know that people can't go you know I, I mean I would have loved to have got my son a ticket you know so he could have gone you know 15 years old he's yeah he's, you know he'd have loved it so you know that uh, unfortunately uh, not not to be on this occasion yeah yeah, not a great time. I mean, 15 was a magical age. I remember the summer I turned 15. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that puts into perspective not only on the football front, but what these, these youngsters are going through at the moment with their landmark years and yeah. um, the sort of years when you're venturing out into the world and experiencing things like potentially this, this cup game. That's huge though that you, because I, I, I sort of, with my, you know, relatively local awareness of Cheltenham Town and, and studying the, the club through speaking to people, like you're sort of aware of, of the history and the landmarks and promotions mm. to the Football League, promotions up to League One as well. But yeah. that's big that you say this is, is potentially the biggest in their history. So. You, you mentioned the former, I suppose, City are recent cup winners as well. And you get the sense from Pep Guardiola that the teams you mentioned before maybe on, on occasion would have put out a weakened side, but not with mm. Guardiola, that he, he wants to win everything. No, he doesn't do it, does he? No, he's, he's, he's renowned, isn't he, for for being for going strong in the cups and uh, I mean ironically I mean my other team of course Watford I was at the uh, I was at the 2019 final yes when oh. they uh, when they rather when they went in a close game that one and, uh, <laughs> just a six six in it yeah my, my uh, yeah my son and I were at that one and uh, we uh, yeah it was uh, it was unbelievable really to to see them up close you know I mean you know we were we were quite near the front, and uh, I mean, I mean, David Silver was the one. I know he's gone now, but uh, yeah. he was he was the one really. And uh, I just thought, you know, what a player, you know. But De Bruyne came on for about twenty minutes and ran the show, and there was Sterling and Jesus and <laughs> Bernardo Silva. I mean, Bernardo Silva was playing down the wing that we were at, and my goodness me, what a player he is! And you, yeah. think he's, you know. And then I'm thinking, you know, and I was thinking the other day, thinking, well, I mean, these players are going to be playing just down the road here in, <laughs> in a few days' time, and you know they're, they're going to be getting changed in the bar, and they, <laughs> you know, Pep Guardiola is going to be giving his team talk in the in the same bar that we celebrated promotion in three years, three or four years ago, and you know, it's just, it's yeah. it's a bit, it's Surreal. difficult to get your head around, difficult to get your head around it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a surreal time, but that's a very surreal image you paint there of the, the mm. Cheltenham Town humble, humble bar with the, these sort of multi-millionaire footballers, inter international stars getting yeah. changed there. But I mean, well, how do you think it will affect City? Because I spoke to Chris Hussey last night and we were talking about potentially some mm. of the elite players. One of the reasons they're elite is their ability to cope and be composed and maybe get the right amount of excitement from a crowd. Do you feel for City it might be 
harder in a way coming to an empty one road, you know, not a stadium they'd be used to playing in. In a sense, they'd be less motivated than maybe a raucous oppositional crowd. I don't know. It's it's hard to know, really. I don't know. I think, I mean, I think not having the fans in there might help them. Mm. Um, you know, they might uh, they might be uh, might be less to um, might be less for them to think about. You know, they could just get on with it. You know, and uh, they might not. Uh, they might not worry about it too much. I think they've they've probably experienced uh, these things. You know, I think they they've with their experience they've played in huge matches. They've you know it's just you know, I mean the the pitch is still good. You know the pitch is great. It's you know it, it's not going to be the fact that they're going to be coming to a mud heap. You know because you know yeah. it's not. Like, not like the 1970s baseball ground or anything like that. Unless the ground staff have been out chewing it up the last couple of days. <laughs> well, yeah, unless, unless, unless Michael said to them, right, lads, get the, you know, churn it, churn it all up and get make it out. out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, rain, the rain we've had in, in the recent days, I mean, the game on Tuesday, the pitch, shot up, the pitch stood up quite well mm. on, the, on Tuesday. So I'm sure it will be OK by, uh, by Saturday afternoon. So I don't think that will be a problem for them. But, uh, you know, I think it's... I think they'll be able to cope with it. They're not, uh, you know, they, they they've been they've been around the block, haven't they? So they're, they're not yeah, about it. yeah, they played. At, yeah, you forget they played at all levels to rise to that level. That's the mm. the, 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 mm. the sort of thing, and they've always been able to motivate themselves to to get yeah. there and maintain those those standards. But you never know such as such as football. So you're going to be there commentating, are you, for BBC Gloucestershire yes. at five thirty? Yes, yes, going to be there. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, as usual in our usual seat, hopefully, and, and you know, see what. Uh, See what transpires. I mean, I think from a from a Cheltenham point of view, I think you know there's there's absolutely no pressure on them. You know, they can they can just go out and play and enjoy it, and you know, and and just you know they can try it as as, you know, as far as they're going to be allowed to express themselves. You know, <laughs> but it's it's you know, I don't know. I'd just like them to score a goal. You know? Yes, <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be big. In a way. In a way, that would be that would be a victory. I think if Cheltenham could score a goal, I think in a way that would that would be a victory because you know nobody's expecting nobody's expecting them to win. I don't think anybody's thinking oh, Cheltenham have got to win this game. You know, I don't think people <laughs> are expecting Cheltenham to win. But you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they're not going to. And yeah, who knows? This could be that one out of a hundred when they could. And I think it would probably go down as one of the the biggest upsets for, for years if they did mm. it off. Yeah, Crawley played Leeds off the park in the previous round, but yeah. I think it's a bigger, a much bigger golf in terms of City stakes. And there it was sixteen games unbeaten run, I think I think City yeah. as well. How do you feel about being there, Mark? Does it feel do you feel do you feel a sense of excitement, guilt that the other Cheltenham fans can't be there? It must be a mixed mixed emotions. And a responsibility yeah. as well, I suppose, to bring it to life, a heightened one. Exactly. Yeah, all of that really. Um privileged um and yeah, there is guilt there, you know. It's like, oh, I'm allowed to go, and mm. these people who've been, you know, you know, a lot of my friends who, who won't be able to go, you know, say my family, you know, I'd love to, you know, like my son, he'd love to be there, and you know, I won't be able to take, you know, get a ticket for him. And you know, so yeah, it is, it's, it's very difficult, you know, and you, and you know, I don't, I don't like to be morbid about these things but you know there are there are fans who've been going for years and years and years and years who are probably in their like 70s and 80s who might not get another chance to see an occasion like this you know and you think to yourself you know oh wouldn't it be great if they could have if they could have been there you know and 
and it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult one but yeah you're right i mean there is a sense of responsibility to uh, to bring it to life and to and to try and paint that picture and i think the fact that it's on prime time national terrestrial television mm. you know it's, it's it's also a massive chance for the club you know to show themselves off and for the players yeah. to show themselves off and say you know this is this is what we're about this is our football club and you know is these 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 occasions and these chances that you know they don't come about very often i mean this mm. is only the third time ever that Cheltenham have been in <laughs> round four and only this i think it's i mean the the newcastle match in 2006 was was on the bbc and uh so i think that's probably about the only time i mean you know they've had highlights on photos and that but yeah to be live on prime time terrestrial tv i think this is probably only the second time it's ever happened in in the club's history so you know, yeah it is, a, it is it is a massive occasion yeah and you never know as people maybe relocate from london or people in the wider catchment area potentially in Cheltenham town suddenly aware of the club it might you know spark an interest mm. for young kids and things like that but that's a really good point about people in their 70s and 80s and there's a wider, a wider sort of reflection on, on the current time as well because i think some people and, and i had the thought at the start of the pandemic was what why don't we just isolate those who are vulnerable to this but you realize that actually at that, at that stage of life you're probably the least likely to want to isolate because you're mm. you're wanting to seize on these moments aren't you and, yeah. and live life to the full so it, That's the point. it reflects yeah, how tough somebody said that to me the other day we were talking about all this the other day and you get to the you know this has probably made people more you know you know they want to live their lives you know if there's things mm. that you really want to do you know just go out and do it because this is the time you know it's made i think it's probably made everybody think a bit more like that and think that mm. you know there's you know when when you're able to you know all these places i want to go let's go there's things i want to do let's do it yeah you know and and i think it's probably made people a bit more aware aware of those sorts of things yeah that's a positive yeah positive way of looking at it up i think you know maybe there'll be positive upshot see a lot of people actually jogging at the moment which hopefully is a, is a good legacy health legacy and like you say that yeah. legacy of carpe diem mentality which we sort of put yeah. ourselves in boxes sometimes right. and think we can't do things but now you think well actually i had all that freedom before i, I should have done this or that and that's really true and maybe maybe that includes going down to see the local football club regularly as well well let's, let's hope so you know i hope when you know when the fans are allowed to come back i hope there's a bit of a an upsurge and people thinking you know oh, i've really missed this over the last basically the last year as, mm. it, as it as it nearly is um you know i really want to get back to it and you know let's let's go down there and do it and i think there's a responsibility on football clubs as well not to you know not to think oh well we haven't had any money for years and years let's put the prices up you know mm. yeah <laughs> like that. you know i think there's going to be a responsibility on clubs to be sensible and to and to try try and take advantage of of that feeling that you know fans have missed games so much and really desperate to get back to them. Mm. community events yeah generally people but want that not, to be around people yeah. but not taking advantage of that by almost milking the fans by saying you know okay we'll stick another fiver on the ticket prices and or something like that you know to try and make some mm. of the money that we've lost so i think fans have got to be very careful and very cute about what they do going forward when when the day comes which it will that mm. uh, that fans are allowed allowed back in. Yeah, I think Paul Clemlow, the the guy who heads up that at Cheltenham, is very savvy, isn't he? And very sort of rounded in his thinking about it because he was cognizant even early on in this about the financial impact on the fans and was always wary that 
clubs didn't want to try and penalise fans post-pandemic mm. to make up their own finances when people may have suffered redundancies, maybe struggling themselves. So it's a complex picture for clubs, isn't it? As they look at it, as they mm. look to, to sort of thrive themselves, so you have to be aware of the, the market in the local area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, people have suffered, haven't they, with, you know, been on furlough and just, a lot of people have lost their jobs. So, you know, there might not be mm. much money about when this uh, when this is all over you know people might not have as much yeah uh, disposable income as they might have had uh, before all of this so you know they're not, they're not, and you know if they haven't then the money the money that they might have spent on going to the football might be what uh, what they need for other things so as i say clubs have got to be clubs have got to be careful not to uh, not to try and jump on a jump on a gravy train that might not be there no that's true in terms of the match as well, I spoke to Chris Hussey yesterday and he was talking about how his injury is pretty severe. He's, you know, hoping to make it, but not sure with his, his bruised le- left foot. He said he wouldn't have minded if it was the right foot because he no, doesn't be. use that as much. But no, how, impo- how, how, how big a loss would that be if he, if he can't make it? Yeah, huge. I mean, he, uh, you know, you ask, you know, I, I, I subscribe to the view of many other Cheltenham fans that he's the best left back in League Two. Mm. And, uh, probably better than quite a lot of the ones in the division above as well. And, uh, you know, set pieces, corners, just getting down that left-hand side, whipping those whipping those balls in, it is, as you say, it is a shame it's his left foot because it's an absolute wand. Mm. And, um, yeah, it is a massive blow. I mean, he didn't play at, he didn't play at Bolton the other week and Lewis Freestone came in, did okay. I mean, you know, but he's only a young lad. That was only his first his first league start and playing wing back as well is it because that's a complex yeah. position too yeah and then Tuesday night Ellis Chapman filled in there um, and he did okay as well actually as well but uh, you know you can't replace somebody like Chris Hussey he's probably the one player in the team that you can say that you haven't got a like for like replacement for if you look around all the other places you know if you you know, if, if Matt Blair goes down at right wing back, Sean Long is fit again to come in there. You know, you've got midfielders who can replace midfielders, strikers who can replace mm. strikers, centre-halves. But you haven't really got a like-for-like like Chris Hussey replacement. So he's the one player in the team who you wouldn't want to lose mm. for, for a long period of time. Yeah, when you play wing backs, they become, say, paramount to the, the way you attack in a, in a sense. Well, they're, they're, they're integral to Cheltenham's system. You know, mm. him and Blair have been uh, are integral to it. You know, getting up and down and getting forward and 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 sort of supporting that attack. And you know, they're often joined by the centre halves. You know, you get Boyle on one side and Raglan on the other, almost going with them, trying yeah. to create overloads down those down those flanks. And you know, somebody like somebody like Freestone or Chapman playing in that role isn't going to be, isn't going to give you that same impetus that Hussey does. So, as I say, that's why he's, him, he is probably, arguably the most important player in the team. Mm. We mentioned, we mentioned Will Ball actually chatting because Will's been on the podcast. I was impressed with him as a, still a young man in his mid-twenties, but an air of maturity to him and and focus, which I find really impressive. And he's, he's a goal threat as well, isn't he, Will, from set pieces? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a big goal threat. I mean, he's I think it's I think he's got uh, eighteen in all for the club. Wow. That's good. I think it's, yeah, and he's well, I know it's sixteen in the league, and I think in in he's 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 knocking on the door of the top twenty of all time football league wow. goals 
for the club. And uh, I think, I mean, Jamie Victory got 20 odd and he played a lot of his time with the left back. And uh, he's the he's the top scoring sort of what you would call defender. Mm. And, and Will's in second place. So, you know, that, that tells you really uh, how... Uh, how how important he is. I think and I think thirteen of his goals have come with his head. Yeah. So you know it tells you where he uh, where his where his danger is. And, and, and that's the sort of thing, isn't it? Cheltenham known as a, a passing team, but actually there's a simplicity to a cross and a header which is harder for Manchester City to to negate than perhaps trying to you know press Cheltenham and, and rob the ball off them. I think that that at some point if you get that right, that's very hard to defend against if you've got a guy who's who's good at timing and, and aggressive and can and can leap. Yeah, set pieces and long throw. I mean, it's interesting to see if we do, if we, and Michael Duff said it in his press conference, did it? Can can we get a throw in their half? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we do, then uh, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they might deal with that. And uh, I mean, I don't know who'll play at centre half. They talk they talk about Laporte playing, mm. and uh, maybe the young lad um, Taylor Harwood Bellis might play. Oh, not Stones. Uh, they rest Stones. Yeah. No, he might rest stones because he's played quite a lot, isn't he? And they, mm. they, I think Laporte's coming back to training, so he might play. So it'd be interesting to see how how they might cope mm. with um, how they might cope with that. But you know, well, yeah, well, that's been the that, that's been the fulcrum for City, hasn't it? Sorry to interrupt yeah. like that. Those that defensive pairing of Diaz and Stones seems to have been behind their their return to yeah. form. I think they've conceded one goal in eleven games, haven't they, or something? <laughs> yeah, something yeah, that's about right. Like yeah. That. I mean, uh, I picked the right time to put stones into my fantasy football team. You did uh, indeed, wow. I think he got 21 points in fantasy football in, in that game uh, when he scored twice the other day, Palace game. And uh, yeah, so I picked, I picked the right time to put him in there, I think. Yeah, impressive revival from him, actually, because a lot of people were seeing him leaving City and that perhaps he hadn't fulfilled his potential. So it's amazing that, that he's done that. The positive, I suppose not to sort of deride City in a sense, but is that there's not a, a goal scorer banging form for them. Is there Sergio Aguero? We wish him all the best with recovering mm. from COVID, but he has COVID. Mm. And then the, the Raheem Sterling hasn't fired that much this season as he did mm. last. So I suppose if there's any silver lining, you're not playing against a world-class striker in world-class form at the moment. No, no. I mean, they haven't actually played with a striker, have they, in some games? No. They've 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 used all they've they've said you know almost pushed De Bruyne up as a as a false nine or mm. Sterling's played in there or even Bernardo Silva may have dropped in a couple of times and it'll yeah. be interesting to see which way they go because um, Jesus didn't start did he on uh, against Villa so he might he might play because I think Aguero I think they were thinking that Aguero might have played mm. because he's um, because he was coming, he was due to come out of the isolation, and then of course he, he tested positive, so that's that's ruled him out. Yeah, real delayed effect, isn't it? It's interesting with the virus yeah. how that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the talk. I mean, there's always uh, Rory Delap's son Liam, isn't there? Liam Delap. He might. Oh wow! Uh, they, they might try. They might use him uh, possibly as a as an option. And yeah. there's another one called Cole Palmer who plays up. Who plays up? And they talk maybe about him. Did, did, you, did Cheltenham usually press? And if so, do you think that they'll sit back at this? Yeah. Do the, the Mourinho low block, as Mourinho calls it? Cheltenham do press, yeah. They, 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 they do use the press. And, uh, you know, that you, you often see Alfie May or a couple of others maybe trying to push up and, you mm. know, they, they sort of lead the press. And uh, it may be uh, it may be that they don't, that they may sit off and say, OK, we'll let them have it and almost bank in a bit. But... Uh, you know whether that 
that would invite pressure you see mm. you know, that almost invites pressure and then you and then you're camped in and, it, and it's difficult to get out so yeah City, City, are, City are better than say Liverpool at breaking down teams in the penalty area yeah. aren't they, as well yeah yeah because they're going to dominate possession aren't they I mean City's mm. going to dominate possession you expect them to have you know maybe as much as 70% of the ball yeah, so you've, you've got to, you know, when you've got the ball, you've got to try and make the most of it. And if you, and as you say, bank, if Cheltenham were to like bank in and almost, almost turn this sort of three-five-two into a five-three-two, then mm. uh, you don't really, you don't really want that because, um, as I say, it just invites the pressure and, and then it gets more and more difficult. And then it's almost you're almost inviting a goal. You almost invite. You were saying. Mm. You know, well, yeah. it's going to it's going to come. It's just a matter of time. I mean, they're the really time, clever, aren't they? Cre- creative players like De Bruyne can see things even in a tiny amount of space. Yeah, yeah. I think he's injured, so we might, mm. we might not we might not see him. But which is it's a shame, really. You know, because you think yourself, right? You know, if you're playing Man City, you want to play. You want to play the stars. You know, yes. you, want, you want to play the De Bruyne's, the Sterling's, the Agueros, the Stones's, the Foden's. Mm. You know, you want to play them, and you know, but it's such an unbelievable squad that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you get you a, know, B, a, a B-lister who's an, a world-class international as well. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. You know, I mean, you know, Eric, Eric Garcia could play at centre half, and you know, there's talk of him going to Barcelona for a lot of money, and you know, uh, Bernard Mendy. You know, Mendy could play at fullback. You know, he's a full international. He can play Zinchenko at left back. He's an international. Uh, Fernandinho might play somewhere in the in the midfield. You think, mm, okay. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you think Michael Duff will do? Do you think he'll try? Because I know he likes to try and play football. Or do you think he'll alter his style? Chris was Chris I see was saying that I mean, you do have to adapt sometimes because City love to swarm, don't they, around defenses mm, yeah, to try and do. try and win that ball back quickly. Yeah, that's right. I think I think you have to. I think you have to adapt a bit. You have to that, but you have to realise that you're not going to, that you're not going to have as much of the ball as you would in a League Two game. Mm. Uh, you know, so you you've got to realise that you're, you've got to try and be a bit more pragmatic about it, probably, and 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 just, and just think that, uh, you know, okay, we're not going to have much of the ball. Let's let's just try and, you know, just sit in. I mean, if the long. Uh, it almost, it's frustrate, you know, just to frustrate almost. You've almost yeah. got to think, okay, we've got to frustrate them. Now, Villa did it really well on, on, on in the week. You know, they, I mean, City had what thirty odd shots on goal, and mm. you know, they good were game blocks, that was. They, yeah, they were, yeah, there was. You know, there were blocks going in all over the place. You know, people putting their bodies on the line, people chucking themselves in front <laughs> of things. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to do yeah. that. And you know, the longer the longer Cheltenham can frustrate. You know, if, for example, if it's still say nil nil, half an hour in or something like that, you know, great because mm. you know City are going to get more and more, more have, and more frustrated as the time goes on. Have Cheltenham got pace over the top that they could just think one long? Is Alfie May? Is he someone that could run in behind? Maybe. Yeah, he can run in behind. That's that's probably his strength. It depends. I mean, if him and Lloyd play up front, you know, the pair of them really can run the channels. Can. Can, can run in behind, can drop off and, and, and link it up a bit and things like that. I mean, that, that, that may be the way that Michael goes with the, with the two small ones rather than, mm. say, a May and Williams or, or something like that. I mean, the, the, the problem is really that, you know, children are quite low on numbers, you know. Mm. They, they, they haven't got massive 
massive choices really you know and, and Hussey being out and Circum's another loss as well you know in a, in a game like this somebody like him with his experience yeah. would, have been, would have been ideal really to you know you know because he could have calmed the ones you know calmed down the ones around him you know the younger ones that I mean there's a possibility you think about it Cheltenham so Griffiths in goal yeah 20 Freestone 1920 Mazaz 1920 Lloyd 1920 you know there's mm. A lot of youth in that team. There's a lot of experience as well. People like Tozer and Blair. Uh, you know, even May. You know, he's played in in some in some decent games. Uh, but there's a lot of youth in that team as well. And so it's a, you know, it'd be a big day for them. But also, you know, they might need they might need a bit of calming down and a bit of and a bit of help from their from their more experienced uh, people around them. What are you hoping is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen, Mark? Not to put you on the spot. I don't want you to. Have to uh, predict That's a loss, but what should take? I'd love us to score a goal. I'd yeah. love us to score a goal. I think if Cheltenham were to score, I mean, <laughs> might have Cheltenham scored first, but we were, you know, I'd love Cheltenham to score. Uh, you know, I think if it's if Cheltenham could come away and it's something like say four one, mm. then. You know that that's probably what you're looking at. <laughs> Forward to Cheltenham. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Really, really, yeah, <laughs> Imagine. Well, you yeah. never, you never know. Imagine. Football, football's yeah. such a fickle. You've covered it for years and years, and it's such a strange yeah. game in a sense that because it's low scoring, if you can stop the other team scoring by, by yeah. you know, by whatever means, you just never know if you can nick one. You never know. Look at look at last night. You know, mm. Burnley. You know, I mean, you never know. Burnley frustrated them and went up the other end and managed to win the game. And you know, you think to yourself. As I say, ninety-nine times out of hundred, City are going to come and and, and steamroll us. Yeah. But that one time, this might be that one time, and yeah. it is. Then, wow. But uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't happen in rugby. It doesn't really happen in even no. box boxing unless you get a lucky punch in terms of golf or class. No. But it does in football. You get you get those freak results. No, you, yeah, I mean, say boxing. If you have an upset in boxing, you know, like Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua, you know. It's mm. those sort of things that, that happen, they don't happen very often, you know, Bone Crusher Smith, and you go back to things like that, don't you? And yeah, yeah. Those great, Buster, those Buster great Douglas, ones. yeah, yeah. Christine Ratman was another one, wasn't it, I think? Mm. You, go, yeah. you go back to those massive upsets that you, that, uh, that, and, and that's why, you know, I, you know, you still remember those because they're so, they're so huge. Yes, you know, like, as you say, like in like in football, you know, a, scr- a scruffy goal versus a random punch, or yeah, it's, it's a similar sort of theme, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you remember, you know, you remember the big cup upset. Everybody remembers Hereford Newcastle nineteen seventy two because it was such a it was such a massive upset, yeah. and because yeah. of a uh, former Cheltenham Town player Ronnie Radford's goal. Mm. Uh, yeah, City but, fans uh, remember that even closer at hand the twenty thirteen. Final against Wigan, wasn't it? They lost to which, which right. I know Wigan were technically in the Premier League and went down afterwards, but they were, so, yeah, they weren't, given, they weren't given a chance, were they? So, no. I say that was that one time in a hundred when it uh, when it happened. I, I'm looking at, I say, I think uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 4 1. Just 4 1. <laughs> there you go. Well, Mark, it, it, enjoy it. I'm really, I'm, I'll try and tune in if I can for a little bit. Listen to BBC Gloucester's coverage, it'll be fantastic as well as, as watching a bit. And I, I presume your dulcet tones may echo around other parts of the country, will they? Will they take the feed in Manchester or how will it? I don't know. I don't know at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's, that sort of has been happening as, as um, they sort of put restrictions on, on uh, stations sending to away games. So I don't know at the moment. So I don't know whether. 
yeah. whether they would take that or, or if five live are there, whether they would take five live mm. on uh, BBC Manchester. But uh, we'll see. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting day. It's uh, as I say, a big day for the club, big day for everybody, big day for the players, and uh, you know, just uh, wish the players good luck and uh, hope they enjoy it. Definitely. So I echo that. And, and, and I was going to say, I'll let you get, get going and, and do your prep, but I guess there's a little bit less prep than maybe other games in League Two are there for the opposition. <laughs> yeah. At least you're sort of a bit familiar with the, the names and faces. Yeah. Well, because it's difficult as well because you don't know what team they're going to send, you know. That's true. You can have a, you can have a, you can have a sort of a best guess, but, uh, you know, with Pep, I think he, as you say, he normally goes strong in, mm. in cup games. So you expect. You know, but then, as I say, whatever team he sends is going to be full of internationals and, and potential internationals. Yeah, you get the sense that he's, he knows about his Wikipedia page and how many trophies are listed there. He certainly wants his legacy to be as, okay, uh, uh, as much silverware in it as possible. Mark, thank you very much. Enjoy it. Really appreciate your time and, and have okay. a, enjoy no as much as you can in, in the surreal circumstances. And I know people will be, be listening to you as well to get an insight. So, you know, have a, have a great day. Thank you, Ed. Cheers. Yeah, really appreciate Mark Halliwell's time, all the permutations he has to figure out to get ahead of Manchester City's squad, how they deploy it. Although there may just be a sliver of hope if someone like De Bruyne doesn't make it with Sergio Aguero. As we say, fingers crossed he's okay, but recovering, recuperating from COVID-19. The Manchester City Argentine striker, their record goal scorer not being there as well. Be interesting to see how they line up. Particularly they change the defence as well, which seems to have been the foundation upon which they've built this fantastic run that they're in. Cheltenham Town, a little bit of stuttering form in the league. I think it's seven without a win from what I saw, but five draws. And you never know, do you, in football? That's one of the magical things about it. Underdogs always have a chance because scoring is relatively difficult, which I know some people in the States, in America, always malign the lack of goals. But actually, it does make for a, a parity of a game, a way of, of potentially underdogs and, and less glamorous teams achieving victories over arguably more talented opponents. So there we have it. Thank you for listening to that. Check out Mark Halliwell on Twitter as well if you want to follow him. John Palmer, another local journalist, if you want to follow the story of that game play out if you're outside of the country. It is on BBC television here in the UK. Likely millions of audiences Saturday tea time, 5.30. So thank you for listening to that. Thank you to Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AVs, the sponsors of the show. They are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations hugely appreciate their support both the money they give in terms of allowing me to dictate time a little bit of time to it which i love doing the podcast and have done for for many years but also just that sense of support and belief that they uh, exhibit through their commitment to it so that's fantastic and appreciate the alliance the association with cytoplan as well food-based supplement company i hope you're well if you're looking to optimize your immunity in these times be it staving off the the spectre of COVID-19, albeit just the regular coughs, colds and flus at this time of year, then uh, my discount code is cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk is Draper10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero, and then the capital letter Ah, have a fantastic weekend. Good luck if you're Cheltenham fans. I'll be rooting for them, of course. The Robins against uh, City at the weekend should be a fantastic occasion, although tinged with disappointment that the supporters can't be there, particularly those those loyal hardcore that have been there for decades, supporting them when they were a, a sort of semi-pro amateur team all the way up to the modern day. Nonetheless, though, special occasion. I hope it goes well, and I hope you have a great weekend.
thank you guys thank you for listening appreciate it rate it on itunes if you can if you want to follow me over the weekend on social media ed draper 81 on twitter ed underscore draper 81 on instagram thanks for listening i really appreciate it and uh, any ratings on itunes spotify wherever you go always appreciated too any comments i'll take them and i'll read them on the podcast if they're uh, constructive even if they're critical cheers guys bye for now